Hi, I'm Krista. Welcome to Dumb Hot Mom. Hey, what's up, mamas? Krista here, and I am reporting live from my unfinished basement. But I guess this isn't going to be live, and I'm not really reporting. (laughs) Oh, I guess I'm reporting on the most important food news, I guess. Oh, man. It is early. I always record, like, Saturday afternoons, but we have some things uh, to do. So it's 8 a.m. Saturday morning. And I'm not sure I'm awake yet. (laughs) We'll see how this goes. Uh, Okay, first item of business. Did anyone go to Wendy's? No? Good. Because the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger thing being one cent isn't until May 26th. Listen, I... I would just like to issue a formal apology. I'm, I'm so sorry if I crushed anyone's hopes and dreams. The, the article I read said all of May. And then I read this other thing and it said May 26th to June 1st. And, and that ended up being the real thing. So it is starting this weekend, but I am so very sorry. Please forgive me. Okay. Glad I got that off my chest. Three episodes in and already doing corrections. I aye, aye. All right, let's do some announcements and some random shiz, okay? Uh, first up, I told my close friends list on Instagram about the podcast this week. So hello there, like six new listeners. Uh, hello, and hello to the sweet person who my mom convinced to listen and follow. Thank you so much. You are so sweet, and my mom is the best. She is such a good cheerleader. Thanks for being here. This is such a fun project, by the way. I I always thought that I would do a business podcast because I love business, okay? I the, the high I get when we dive into profit margin. I know. I know. It's nerdy, but I love it. And uh, so I always thought I'd do like a business podcast, but I'm actually really loving this. Really loving it. So thanks for listening. Okay, moving on. Number two, this is a little bit of current pop culture, which I don't usually do, but I have a funny, a funny thing to share with you. So Robert De Niro just welcomed a new baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's 79. 79. Let that sink in. Marinate with that for a minute. Oh, gosh. That, first of all, that just goes to show that birth control is definitely on the wrong gender. But anyway, uh, okay, so I was telling my husband, I always tell him the tea. Um, I was telling Nathan, babe, can you believe? And I realized as I was telling him that I call Robert De Niro in my head for all these years. I've, I am 29 and almost 29 and a half almost years old, practically 30, that in my head, I call Robert De Niro Robert De Janeiro. <laughs> I, as soon as I said it out loud, like Nathan laughed at me and I laughed at me and I realized it, but it was so silly. It was so silly. So I just had to share that with you. <sighs> Robert De Janeiro just had a baby. <laughs> so silly. On another silly note, I saw a reel this week 
<laughs> about a girl who was in love with Zac Efron. And she had a poster of him in her room and she was just like obsessed with him. And then she learned that Zach had uh, participated in uh, underage drinking. I'm just going to say it. I was trying to find a fancy word, but I'll just say underage drinking. And she was so sad that she ripped the poster down and cried so hard she threw up. I just have to ask this. Did we or did we not all live the same life? I, this, uh, I, I remember feeling those things. I don't think I cried so hard I threw up. So like she was like extra passionate, I guess. But I remember finding this out and being devastated. Like I thought that he, you know, my, my boyfriend, Zach would, he, I thought he was better than that. And I thought just everybody had my morals and, oh man. Anyway, it's so funny. I love finding reels like that that just make us feel like we lived the same life. So that just begs the question, is the matrix real? Is the matrix real? Because I feel like a lot of us got the same programming like the same episode and it's it's awesome because it's like uniting but it's also just a tad concerning but mainly hilarious all right lastly we have more food news which is honestly super on brand for me here at hopped on mom we report on food news and irrelevant things that happened 15 years ago so you're welcome anyway Apparently, jet puffed marshmallows are coming out with color changing marshmallows. Marshmallows now come in pink that change to orange when heated and blue turns to green when heated. What in the red dye 40 is going on here? Did we not learn from Kid Cuisine Purple Ketchup? (sighs) The brand says, the never-before-seen color-changing marshmallows are igniting families' campfire fun by bringing pops of color to delicious ooey-gooey s'mores. What do you guys think? Is this a smash or a pass? Because I think it's a smash. A smash. How delightful. I want a pink s'more. Think of the camping aesthetic. I think I would enjoy camping a lot more with a pink s'more. I won't lie to you. Uh, Although the pink ones do change to orange. So I need to, you know, find a way to keep it pink. But anyway, we'll see how long these color changing mallows last. If it makes it more than six years, it will beat purple ketchup though. I, I looked it up. I know I love weird business things. I'm such a nerd, but I'm just sharing with you. Okay. So purple ketchup actually, it had a three year shock factor. Okay. So from 2000 to 2003, sales were skyrocketing okay and this was like the shock factor people were like have you seen the purple ketchup have you seen the green ketchup we should bring it to our next family reunion like oh my gosh we have to try it like they were so excited and after 2003 sales took a a sharp downward turn okay everyone was like okay we don't we don't we don't want purple ketchup that's not what we want and it was discontinued in 2006 So we will see what happens with these color changing marshmallows. So not only are they a different color than white, they are color changing, which color changing things 
cannot be good for you. Yikes. Anyway. Okay, I need you, I need your opinions. I need some feedback on this. I realized something as I was thinking about this topic about marshmallows this week, okay? It's like a Caribbean Caribbean kind of deal. So, I say marshmallows, okay? Marshmallows like mellow, but when I shorten it, I say malo. And it is spelled malo. Why do I do that? Is is that a Utah thing? I I don't think I've ever heard someone say marshmallow oh (laughs) i i just got the ick from saying marshmallow i don't know why that was weird um mm, if if anyone did say marshmallow that makes me oh that makes me cringe that makes me want to punch him in the face if they did say that but it's correct so maybe i'm wrong ah i don't know tell me tell me what you think do you say marshmallow or do you say marshmallow okay moving on let's get into hot dumb mom moments a dumb mom moment isn't to make us feel dumb or inadequate but it's to unite us in our dumbness it's to celebrate that we don't know at all but we know enough and it is okay to be dumb it's okay to be dumb and it's fun to be clueless and it's okay i might though rebrand this section to just hashtag sorry charlotte or hashtag sorry charlie we will see let me know what you think about that but my anyway my dumb mom moment this week is when i was feeding my baby i was being a neglectful mom and i checked my phone and i gagged her with the bottle hit the back of her throat and she projectile vomited all over me all over my phone all over the floor so that was my dumb mom moment. I wasn't paying attention to my baby. I'm so sorry, Charlotte. Uh, it was it was sad and um, uh, a, a little a little funny. Don't don't think I'm horrible, but it was a little funny, a little cartoony, if you will. Again, so sad, so sad. But it was a little funny too. Hashtag sorry, Charlotte. I'm so sorry, baby. Ah, okay. My hot mom moment for the week is I took Charlotte on her first Target trip. I did it. I did it. I was, uh, I've been so nervous to drive alone with her, um, but I did it. I got all dressed up and I put Charlotte in a cute outfit and we did our first little Target trip together. The beginning of a beautiful tradition, I think. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Many, uh, lots of people actually stopped me to look to look at my cute baby and ew wow did that feed my ego it is so flattering but also maybe a little weird and a little little awkward like when a complete stranger just stops you to oogle your baby question for the group what do you say i'm still i'm still figuring out what to say like Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. I created that cute thing. Mm -hmm. Yes. From my very womb. She is super cute. I did it. She's beautiful because I'm beautiful. Like, I don't, what do you say? I I feel like I was having like a little Miss America moment, like waving and thanking the public. Like, yes, she's so cute. Thank you so much. And I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, they, 
they don't have to know that she looks like her daddy, by the way. I, I, I'm taking full credit for the cuteness. Uh, but, yeah, what do you say? Let me know. Please let me know what you say when strangers stop you. Anyway, as was natural for mother and baby on a Target trip, we spent way too much money. And then I got home and realized I bought the wrong size diapers. So that was a bummer. <laughs> I did like this big thing. The whole Target trip was for the diapers, by the way. Uh, of course, we got like 28 more things. But anyway, bummer. Didn't get the right size diapers. But I guess I guess we have to go back to Target. <laughs> Yay. Oh, okay. Alrighty, it is time for pop culture history, the moment you've all been waiting for. Maybe, probably. If you're just tuning in, this is your first episode. Pop culture history is a fun little walk down memory lane that we do, and we have been spending time in May 2008 just going over all, all sorts of things, okay? From May 2008, we've gone over movies, relationships, random things, pivotal moments, all sorts of things. So, today's pop culture history is again diving into May 2008. We'll be finishing up May this week. Next week we'll do June, which is exciting. We'll start June. Um, but today we have a big juicy segment for you. So buckle up. Okay. Remember a few weeks ago when we talked about Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon having a secret wedding in April and announcing it on the May cover, May People magazine cover? Well, right after they announced their marriage, Mariah Carey threw the first pitch at a Giants game. Uh, it was so bad. Oh, I'm going to put on my Instagram. <laughs> you can follow me at, at, at Dumb Hot Mom. But it looks like she throws it straight at the ground. And it's so funny. She looks amazing. Cute as ever. Sweetest little Mariah Carey sweetheart. It was probably one of the worst throws I have ever seen. I'm so sorry if that was rude. Was that rude? My, okay, my, I have to, I have to explain myself if I'm so rude about baseball because I, my dad raised us on baseball. So I, I think I have a bit of a baseball complex. Like we, I was on a little league team. Like, you know, my dad was a big baseball guy spoken baseball dad language but have I played or watched a full baseball game in the last decade mm, maybe maybe like once <laughs> we went to a bees game and well a couple I guess in the last decade and I love a good hot dog at the ball field but anyway I feel like I know everything which I truly do not so I am so sorry Mariah Carey if you're listening and you're really sad, <laughs> she's not listening. Of course she's not. But anyway, I'm sure it was harder than it looks, but girl, it was so bad. Uh, okay, moving on. The iconic Fergie front flip. Do you know what I'm talking about? This happened in May 2008. Okay. If you don't know what I'm talking about, mother freaking Fergie is singing Barracuda on the Today Show, and she front flips. Oh, okay, wait, excuse me. The internet is, has corrected me. It's actually a one-handed front walkover. 
Okay, cool, cool, cool. I will never remember that. But anyway, on May 21st at 8.54 a.m. Charlotte was born at 8.52 a.m., in case you were wondering. Uh, anyway, okay, so Fergie does this flippity-dippity-doo while she is singing. I will also be posting this on my story, but let me just play an audio for you so you can hear it because it is just too good. Okay, are you ready? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. First off, I know it sounds so weird, and it is a little weird, but she, like, kept singing mid-air, <laughs> and then she recovered so well and strong. How is that possible? I do not know. If you're thinking what I'm thinking, I wanted to see how the internet reacted to such a thing back then, so I did some digging, and turns out people were about as divided as we are now. In fact, maybe... Maybe this is what divided the nation because some people thought it was incredible and some people thought it was a little odd. And you know what? It is odd. It is odd. But it was also amazing. Get it, girl. Go, Fergie, go. She was dating Justin Timberlake, which is so weird. We talked about that last week. Anyway, also last week, we talked about Iron Man coming out. In May 2008, and I totally forgot to mention one of the pivotal things that happened when that movie first came out. So, okay, this was the first of the after-credit Marvel scenes, which first off, totally kicked off a fun theme for Marvel, and also began a fun little trend that caught on. Before this, there were sometimes after-credit scenes, and actually... The first after-credit scene dates back to 1966. It was a James Bond spoof, actually, with Dean Martin, if you wanted to know. But the Marvel movie kind of reopened that door and more movie makers decided to do it. Do you remember that credits used to be before the movie started? It's kind of like every movie was an after-credit scene, if you know what I mean. Oh, I did not mean to rhyme. I hate that I did that. Ew. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, another fun fact is uh, VCRs. Remember VCRs? I I remember getting the VCR and fast forwarding to the movie through the like beginning credits. Like, oh, skip this junk. Don't want to listen to this classical music. Let's just get to the good stuff. Anyway, that was like six. But anyway, VCRs were around for twenty years, which is so much longer than DVDs because DVDs only had about eight years of glory. So DVDs were pretty short-lived. I remember DVDs were like the biggest, like if you were like growing up prime DVD era, it was so cool. It was like, what? This is a movie instead of a VCR tape? Did they call them tapes? I don't remember actually. Anyway, Movies have been a part of human culture since the first theater opened in 1905, and I just find that so interesting and awesome. I love that we love movies, and I love learning useless things like that. <laughs> uh, facts that are absolutely useless. I live for that. Anyway, speaking of movies, 
I was thinking about movie quotes lately and how my family speaks in frequent movie quotes and we all you know, understand and it's normal. And I didn't realize how weird our particular brand of movie quotes was until I got married. Like I know, I know all families have their little quirks and it's not super special to speak in movie quotes, but our, our particular, our particular brand of, okay, let me just, let me just tell you an example. Okay. So in Ice Age, there's a scene where all the little animal friends come across a pack of, a pack, pack, a group, a group of dodos, birds. Hold on. Let me Google this really fast. What is a group of dodo birds called? A Darth? That can't be right. I, I don't. I don't like that. A dearth of dodo birds. Okay, well, anyway. Anyway, a, a bundle of birds. Let's go with that. A bundle of birds. Um, and anyway, a bundle of birds and they're collecting watermelons for the Ice Age. A little dodo bird food storage, if you will. My Mormon and Doomsday preppers will appreciate that. But anyway, the last, the last of their food storage is about to fly off a cliff because all of it has like slowly disappeared because of these like animal friends. But the last of their food storage is about to fly off a cliff and one of the dodo birds says the last melon and for some reason i can't believe i just did that i wasn't gonna do the accent but i did so that's that's fun okay anyway for some reason my family adopted that phrase to mean the last of anything so you know last piece of pizza who wants the last melon Last year of high school, the last melon, like my mom wrote it on a letter board, you know, for, for graduation. Uh, like if, it, if you were going into your last year of, of high school, she'd say the last melon on a letter board in our front room for people to see. And it's so funny and it's so cute because it's our little family joke, but I just bet that people who, who saw that we're like what in the, what is going on the last melon <sighs> oh, man that was long-winded I'm so sorry but I just had to explain that but now we are going to spend some time talking about iconic movie quotes that molded my adolescence okay these are movie quotes that are just super important to me some have personal sweet stories and some have just stuck with me for no reason at all but I'm just going to go through some of mine. I bet a lot of these are yours too. Um, I would love to hear other iconic movie quotes that shaped your adolescence. So message me. But coming in at number one, this this is everyone's. I'm sure of it. This is everyone's. Legally Blonde. You already know it. The quote. What like it's hard? Such an iconic moment that changed my life. Okay. L Woods changes lives. Changes lives. Little backstory on this. I wasn't allowed to watch PG-13 movies uh, until I was like 18. And that's not a joke. And I have so many funny stories to tell. Again, it's the first child, right? We are the guinea pigs. They were figuring it out. So anyway, I wasn't allowed to watch PG-13 movies. I'll tell you more about that later. And I kind of had to sneak watch it at my cousin's house in St. George. Sorry, mom, but I loved it and it changed my life. Changed all of our lives, like we always said. 
I'm not special in that because I know everyone loves it, but I I felt like I had like witnessed the birth of a desire of myself for myself to become like a career person and it changed my life because I loved that she uh, she was wearing pink and she was pretty and she was smart. Oh, I loved it. And then she didn't, I mean, she did end up with the guy, but it wasn't about her ending up with the guy. It was just, oh, such a good movie. Such a good movie. Okay. Before I go too long on that, numero dos. This is a random one. Okay. Stick with me. Blindside. Okay. Do you remember Blindside? It is based on a true story, so let me give you the rundown. Michael Orr, a homeless black teen, had drifted in and out of the school system for years. Then Lee, played by Sandra Bullock, and her husband, Sean, played by Tim McGraw, take him in. And they eventually become Michael's legal guardians, and it transforms both his life and theirs. Anyway, in one of the scenes, they're at a football game, and there is a person behind Sandra Bullock's character that is making rude comments about her now son and Sandra Bullock's character whips around to the guy who's saying the mean things and she says zip it or I'll zip it for you <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I practiced that line waiting for the day I could use it I did I did, I did, I did. I practiced and I practiced. I practiced in the mirror, just waiting for the opportune time to roast someone when they were being mean. I, I don't think I ever used it, which is a shame. Got to bring that one back into rotation just in case someone's being mean in front of me. But yeah, so good. I think I loved it so much because she didn't swear, but she like... And and back in the day, I was like anti-swear. I am not so much anymore, but because, I don't know, I'm trying, I'm trying not to swear so much. But anyway, um, I just, I just would practice that. And, you know, if I, if I did ever use it though, it'd probably just come out so bad, so bad. I'd be like, stop, I'll zip it for ya. Like, I don't, I don't know. It would just come out bad. Okay. One day I will get my time. And then I'll tell you about it. All right. Number three, a Cinderella story. Waiting for you is like waiting for it to rain. That one was just so cheesy and horrible and delightful. But also the don't let the fear of striking out keep you out of the game. So good. Remember? Remember my baseball complex? Well, Sam had it too. And I just thought that I was... Sam. I thought I was Sam. She she had like this like cute jean side bag. And I found one that kind of looked like it at the DI. And my little league team that I was on was the Dodgers. So I had a Dodgers hat. So um I was Sam, right? Like I was Sam. I would dress like her, wanted to be her, all the things. <sighs> Wait, before we move on, can we talk about Chad Michael Murray? the scene you you guys know the scene where he locks his car and the lights flash and it's in slow motion and he's walking and he's got a chiseled jawline oh my gosh my heart would drop into my shoes it was the hottest thing ever 
oh my gosh it was good it was good good time um for a girl who pretended not to be boy crazy i really 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 tried to show people that i wasn't boy crazy i was boy crazy i was boy crazy okay i'm i'm sorry i pretended but the truth has to come out all right <laughs> sidetracked again moving on princess diaries my quote from princess diaries probably should be the super sentimental quote that her dad says I had to look it up. All I remembered is it was like super like empowering. So I actually had to look it up because I didn't really remember what it was. But it's courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something is more important than fear. Which is such a good quote. Such a good quote. I love that. I want you to live by that. I want to live by that. But the quote that sticks in my mind is when the queen and Mia run into the trolley and the queen says, goodbye, trolley people. <laughs> so good. I'm, I'm pretty sure like my cousins say that a lot too. So that's why it sticks with me. But I just love that. I love my cousins. And that was such a fun, fun moment. Ah, oh, love it. Okay. Ella Enchanted. This isn't really a quote, but like the whole closing scene. How fun is that closing scene? They're like all dancing with the mystical creatures and the ogres and Ella and the prince, whose name is Char, by the way. I call my baby girl Char, so that's fun fact. Is this being a mom? Is this, is this being a mom? Everything I talk about reminds me of my kid. I'm so sorry if it's annoying, but I love it. Now it's time for But At Least, okay? But At Least is where we celebrate where we are now by laughing at and reminiscing about where we were then, okay? Today's But At Least comes from 2008, so very on par with our pop culture history. I was in ninth grade and, yeah, ninth grade, and I was student body president uh, or co-chair or something can't quite remember the title, which is a story in of itself because seventh grade, I, I went from seventh grade, which is just horrible, <laughs> horrible time in everybody's life, crying under your desk, to ninth grade student body president. For some reason that happened. I don't, I, I don't think that many other people were running. I can't remember too much, but anyway. Anyway, okay, I had a crush on this boy, and we were in super middle school flirty stage, right? Like the obnoxious tickling and the, you know, flirting in weird ways. Anyway, ugh. okay, so the, the student president people had lockers all together in one side of the school, and... My crush was best friends with one of the boy student body president guys. I can't remember what we were called. We were called something weird. If you went to Albion, remind me what we were called. Anyway, okay. So my crush's friend was an SBO like me, and they decided to create this like locker system where essentially they shared each other's lockers. And so they each had a locker at one end of the school. So they would put their books in 
the locker that were closest to the classrooms around there, yada, yada, you get it. So they had this locker system. So my crush ended up having a locker right next to mine. And me and my crush started uh, breaking into each other's lockers and leaving cute things like uh, garbage and trash in each in each other's lockers okay and it was really funny and like omg my locker is trash like he loves me <laughs> oh get real disgusting but anyway it was it was love trash okay love trash so one day i was leaving something in his locker and i had to be fast right because i knew that he was coming from across the school to get his book for his next class i knew i had like maybe 1 minute and so I'm I'm getting into the locker, which is usually pretty easy because they like shove the locker holes. <laughs> I don't know why I said like I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, okay. They, they they stuffed the the holes with paper, um, to get it to just like open easy. But sometimes it would get jammed, so you'd have to like jimmy it a little bit. Anyway, anyway, I I got his locker locker opened. I opened it. I left my love trash and on his whiteboard was the most magical thing I had ever seen. Okay. On his whiteboard, in his handwriting, was I heart and then my locker combination. Okay. Okay. So do we understand what's going on here? He hearts me. Okay. Anyway, my heart burst. I had cartoon hearts flying around my head. It was like a true sitcom moment, but it was really just like 1.2 seconds. So I, I can see my crush coming down the hall. So I slammed the locker and I ran to the nearest bathroom because crushes for me until I was like 22 were just like run the opposite direction. Anyway, I avoided him all day as you do. But just over the moon, happy, giddy, cloud 10, so happy, but also kind of questioning what I saw because it had been so fast. Okay. It was just like one second kind of questioning, but also it was burned in my memory forever. And I was so happy. Okay. The next day or week or month, I, I don't really know. Not probably, probably not week, probably not week. It was probably the next day. Um, the time is so weird between these events because middle school crush land is just like one day is like 20. I have no real grasp on the timeline. So anyway, the next whatever, I went back to his locker to get a peek at the magnificent love letter and had gone this whole time thinking that he hearted me. Okay. And I, I opened the locker. I have my trash ready to give him his love trash and middle school flirt. And I opened the locker and there I saw I heart and then my locker combo. But upon further inspection, the I heart was part of a different phrase and my locker combo was on top of it. So remember those really crap? They're still around. The, the crappy dry erase markers and fake whiteboards that did not really erase they just kind of like smudged, you know? Anyway, the message, the full message was I heart and then another girl's name. And my locker combination was just like scrawled on top of it. 
my little heart was crushed. It was crushed. I felt like my life was over. All the dramatic things you think when you're 15 and you're in love. And the worst realization, the worst realization of it all is didn't even happen then. It's happening right now, live. <laughs> Again, we're not live, but it wasn't love trash. It was probably bully trash that was happening. And it was, oh man, that that's a, that's, that's a rough realization. Just kidding. It probably was love trash. I don't know. Middle schoolers are so weird. They're so weird. But I remember the heaviness and I remember those big, big feelings. And, you know, maybe, maybe baby is acting out, woke up a little early from the nap, but mama, at least your love trash didn't turn up to be fully trash. Am I right? Just kidding. I don't know. This is a silly one, but I just, I just love getting older and I love learning about myself more and caring less about what other people think. Getting older rocks. So, so glad those days are behind us. They had their good moments, but I just think overall, we're so much happier and better on this side of the scale. Thank you so much for listening. This is all that she wrote. Literally, that's all that I wrote for the episode today. And apparently, oh, I forgot to share this earlier, but we we ranked number 211 in the U.S. for comedy podcasts on Apple Podcasts last week. And I don't know how cool that is. And honestly, it might be a lie, but I am pretending like it's the coolest thing ever. And I, I think it's a sign of good things to come. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Please share. I'm, I'm trying to get 100 listeners on Spotify. So if you could listen on Spotify, that would be amazing. Maybe drop me a little review. Tell me what's working. Is this funny? Did you laugh? I want to make sure that this is actually funny and not just super bad. So Tell me if you laughed. Thank you so much. Remember, mama loves you. Remember to decide that you're hot and have an amazing day. Bye.